By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, Papercut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck. We're here with Liam Zarillo. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. Um, I uh, <laughs> that's a, a broad question. Um, and <laughs> place to start. I uh, yeah, I work as an artist. Um, I work in theater. Uh, I write plays. I act sometimes. Um, developing new work. Um, I also work as a uh, a high school teacher. Uh, it's funny that when folks ask you to tell them a little bit about themselves, you automatically just dig into the, I guess, most tangible things, but that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. Um, I love the beach. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love my nieces and my nephew. Uh, I'm sure they're yeah, significantly more interesting things that I could talk about than um, just what I do on a day-to-day basis, but... That, yeah. Unfortunately, that's what we're here to talk to. We're going to talk about that, okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> mundane... Well, we can uh, talk about your favorite <laughs> beach. yeah. I think we should just probably talk about my nieces and nephew. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we yeah, should we'll talk about. We'll just bring them along next time. That's great. No, yeah. yeah we'll when do they get started in the arts, yeah, then yeah, yeah, we'll be the first, <laughs> the first interview. Yeah, that sounds great. So let's get into plays, writing plays. Yeah. So how how does that come about? Uh, Deciding that that's something that you want to do. Yeah, totally. Um, I've kind of always been um, making theater and developing work, um, historically, like, more so with um, a more hands-on approach uh, or more active approach, I suppose, um, being that often in a room with folks, um, sort of conceiving of ideas and and developing in collaboration. Um, Lately, I've been doing more of the sort of sitting behind a computer, like, tacky-tacky thing, like writing uh, in a a pretty traditional sense um just like writing stories um but uh, but yeah the ideas come from i mean from from anywhere from everywhere but um i guess always from um myself there's always i don't know something burning i've always been a storyteller and so um in terms of my artistic practice and theater making um playwriting has been sort of the most recent way to breathe um yeah those stories kind of into the world where do you draw your inspiration from uh, yeah, it comes from, comes from all over. Um, uh, lately a lot has really been coming from a, a very internal place, um, finding, um, ways to, uh, yeah, to draw out kind of, um, I guess parts of myself that, um, that I'm looking to, um, to, to share with, with, with the world, but with a purpose. Um, a lot of the work that I write is, is queer focused, is, um, trans focused, um, and really does intend to work in service of um, folks who really deserve to, to see and find um, representation of themselves in um, in new media and in um, yeah in storytelling um, in narrative and uh, and so through a, a process of utilizing theater as as storytelling and not therapy I really try to draw on the most honest parts of myself um, but with a uh, yeah, with the intention of of making um, of making something where someone can go um, go to the theater and, and and sit in an audience and say, hey, like for the first time, um, maybe ever, I'm actually seeing myself um, represented on stage in some way. So, as a writer, are you also directing theater? And 
who decides who gets to play the characters that you create? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have directed plays um, in the past. I don't do. Uh, I haven't uh, done much directing um, recently. In terms of like casting for shows, like it really, uh, it really depends. Um, a play that I'm working on right now. Um, I was commissioned uh, a few months ago um, with another writer in the city uh, to write a play um, for Prairie Theatre Exchange. And, and that's so co-writing? We're co-writing that play. And yeah. you, are you familiar with this person already? Like, yeah, you, yeah. Cool. So uh, Sharon Bezier, um is her name, and she's a, yeah, a really incredible um, actress and playwright and director. Um, she's a, uh, yeah, a... Um, a revered um, artist uh, in the city and in Canada. Um, and she and I started to dream up the idea for a play a couple of years ago um, when we were working on a project together at um, the Manitoba uh, Theatre Centre and uh, kind of sat on it for a little while. Nothing really came of it. And then in January, I was on a plane, uh, I was flying back to Winnipeg from LA and just kind of was inspired. Like you ask, where do you draw inspiration from? Like it can just sort of, sometimes it just drops out of the, out of the sky and, and or was, when you're in the sky, I was like oh. physically in the sky. It just and comes so, through the window, yeah. like, Whoa. So yeah, I didn't have to drop anywhere. Actually, I just kind of like pulled it uh, out of the sky next to me. Very yeah. dangerous, but, uh, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I've uh, I made an intention this year um, to write every day. That was sort of the wow. yeah, and so I I guess I'll have to count the days, but it's um, at the end of September now, and I've written every single day since January first. Really? Whether it be just like a minute of like kind of like free writing, or actually like I wrote po- write poetry as well. So lots of lots of writing poetry, um, playwriting, and working on a few different plays. Um, kind of jumping around almost every day. Um, so yeah, so whenever anything kind of comes to me, it's just like, okay, let's just like write something and this will be my sort of um, practice of that for the day. And so anyways, yeah, so I was on this flight back from uh, LA and, and heard this kid saying something, you know, to their mom. And it just kind of like struck me in terms of this story idea that Sharon and I had been talking about for a couple of years. Um, so I just kind of like wrote a few things, landed in Chicago, it was my layover and I like sent it to her and was like, I don't know if you want to do this still, but I sketched some things. Here's some ideas. And she was like, yeah, let's do that. And so, yeah, so we applied for some 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 grants. We got some money. Uh, got a buttload of money to write it over the summer. And then a really nice partnership um, and sort of, um, uh, yeah, kind of vote of confidence from Prairie Theatre Exchange um, to see a first draft of the playthrough. Um and so when it comes to something like that for casting and who plays this and that, Sharon and I will be acting in this play. Um, Whoa. So together, you're writing... Yeah. Wow. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, to, to write for yourself. Um, uh, f- for me, what's becoming more and more exciting is, is writing something that I know then that I can give away to someone else to, to take and to breathe their own life into it and breathe their own perspective and um, uh, an approach and story and and whatnot into that and in that it is really like a a collaboration between so many kind of moving parts um but yeah this show um we'll be acting in together um interesting which will be fun i have a question so i imagine at some point when you like open or read a script you could be met with something that you're like not uncomfortable not comfortable in doing or being like pushed to say and do things that totally you don't feel comfortable with but are important to the story so do you find it difficult to write things down that you don't want to say or do as your own character yeah it's something that i that i wrestle with um a lot is uh like writing authentically but also ensuring that like my writing isn't isn't 
like going to propagate a really harsh existing reality in our world and so making sure that like characters are authentic and that okay if this person were to say this thing in any kind of sense of the real world then like it's kind of my due diligence to write that into the story to to use that as a vehicle to maybe make a commentary on it or to allow for a particular conflict or 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 tension or negotiation um to take place but balancing that with um uh i guess just ensuring that that you know, if that particular character is going to say that really terrible thing or do that really terrible thing, um, making sure that it's really relevant and really necessary and crucial to the story and not just, like I said, like perpetuating, um, like, pretty problematic things that, you right. know, that, that, that exist. Um, I'm acting in a play in the new year um, at Winnipeg Jewish Theatre, and uh, it's a story that's super close to my heart, but also I'm continuously confronted as we workshop this play um, because I've been in the room with the, uh, the playwrights and a couple of the other actors and the director of the play and, um, the, the dramaturg, um, the what, sorry? Uh, the dramaturg. Yeah. It's kind of a, (laughs) it's a lesser known, uh, but highly crucial, uh, tremendously valuable, uh, and important, um, role inside of developing new work. It's kind of like an editor for a play. Um, the dramaturg does what's called dramaturgy and dramaturgy is sort of like the art of taking the written word and and making it into theater. Um, It's sort of like helping to um, really just get to the meat of something and be a a sounding board and take whatever the idea is, whatever the writing is, and and develop it, you know, um, narratively and and theatrically in in a way. uh, So what are the qualifications of a dramaturg? like, what makes them yeah, the totally. voice of a yeah, play yeah, yeah, that yeah. doesn't belong to them? Uh, it really helps to be a playwright. Uh, most dramaturgs will also be uh, writers, have worked as directors, have worked as actors. Um, and so really ha- just having a breadth of uh, understanding of, of a successful sort of dramatic narrative, um, a willingness to push boundaries and to push an artist to take risks, um, and also just like having a really really um astute sense of like the world and people um because you're you are this outside eye that like really uh yeah needs to um to be able to dig into someone else's um kind of consciousness right and, and, and will you hire a a person to do that yeah yeah so so the play that i'm writing with sharon uh we we spent the entire summer um, writing, and we also had a uh, another member of the theater community, uh, and, uh, a writer and uh, director and actor. Uh, his name is Arne McPherson, and he, uh, um, yeah, was our dramaturg for um, for the and the, the that, writing we did this summer. Does yeah. that ever like bring up like drama? Uh, like, go back like to conflict your, or like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no yeah does this lead to drama yeah. <laughs> that's what plays are of yeah, course yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, conflict uh, drama. I'm sure it can. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm super lucky. I mean, in in, in Winnipeg, the, uh, the the folks that the community that you have to work with is just so rich um, and really brilliant and very smart and uh, supportive and very kind of compassionate and conscientious. And so I've been continuously fortunate to work with really, um, uh, yeah, like just like deeply. Um, like wonderful people, and so I have not. I've fortunately not ever experienced any kind of glaring conflict inside of that. But um, I can imagine folks get super. Oh yeah, I get so defensive about 
you know, about where you get very attached to ideas too, things that really maybe don't help to advance a, a, a story in any way, but you can be so married to the minutia of something when really you've just like maybe spent too much time inside of it to actually even know what's going on anymore. So I interrupted you were talking about being in a room with the dramaturg and the oh, actor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Daniel Tau-Elef is a playwright in, in Winnipeg who has written a number of plays. Um, and his most recent play is uh, being commissioned and produced by um, uh, Winnipeg Jewish Theater. Uh, it's called Narrow Bridge. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's a story super, uh, super close to my heart. But the, the character is... Um, uh, you know, different from me in a lot of ways, um, the one that I'll be playing anyways, and I am often confronted with um, material that uh, is, um, yeah, kind of complicated or um, challenges me. Um, there's a scene uh, in the play um, where I'll have to like wear a particular kind of like costume piece that uh, I'm like super terrified uh, to do this thing and just kind of like you know thinking about okay this is an expectation uh, and so really allowing yourself to just kind of like drop into that world um, it's like what's so fun about acting mm -hmm. it's actually just the um, the best thing and it's it's fun <laughs> to, to, to sort of tap into different like I I work as a playwright, I work as an actor, mm -hmm. um, I have worked as a director, um, and so on. And so seeing all, like I said, these moving parts, um, this like real dialogue of like storytelling that comes from so many different places, um, but the acting part is like really, really fun. So in, ter in terms of acting, you want you wanna obviously challenge yourself, push yourself, but do you have to define hard boundaries of, okay, I don't want to go this far, like, how do you find those, and yeah, how do you yeah. navigate them when they come up? <clears throat> Yeah, like, safety is super important. Um, I really think it is just about, like, trusting the folks that you're in the room with, trusting the director, trusting the the, the community that you're working with. Um, that's one thing that I love about theater is that you get to spend the time to build community and build trust with an ensemble, spending, you know, three weeks in rehearsal um, together every day, you know, leading up to the production of a show really allows the opportunity to create a vocabulary um, and... Uh, and yeah, and just and trust. And so when something does come up, you know, that might be um, challenging the reward of, you know, it's so it's a cliche, but I mean, the reward of like kind of taking that risk is often um, of, of such great value. Um, it, yeah, it's interesting. I did a little I, I acted in a, in a film in the fall for the first time. I'd never done any film acting. And it was a very uh, different experience in terms of the the, the time that you um, are often given to 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 develop that um, sense of community, but also the, the development of the story um, in theater and how in film it is really just a, a different beast. Um, Explain that to us. Uh, What's was, the difference? It's wild. <laughs> I got the, like, uh, yeah. Uh, you just, you show up and you just go, you just go to work. You just do, you just do the work um, in a sense that, uh, how do I articulate this? Like in theater, um, I've found that because you do have that sort of like three to four week period to really dig into the um, uh, into the nuance and into the um, options and unpacking different sort of approaches and intentions and objectives um, inside of the character, inside of the, the telling of the story at large. Um, film is interesting because you 
you just kind of show up and and shoot the shoot the work. It just the it happens in an order that you know exists. All these things I'm saying are so obvious. Like of course you just like get on set and you do it. And of course they can't. They're not going to shoot everything you know linearly or chronologically. Um, but that's not that's not obvious. I, okay, maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah, well, it was wild. Like you just you show up and you. Because if you have like four scenes that are outside. But it might be at different parts in, like, the show or the movie. Like, you have to film them all at once, right? Totally. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and you get, like, you know, you get, like, three cracks at it, and, uh... And it's just just three? Well, yeah, sometimes. I know, okay, so wow. it's not just me. Because <laughs> I'm surrounded by these folks. It was, a, it was an indie that, um, that we did, but most of the people that were, um, uh, that were both acting and, and working on the film, um, had, uh, had, had plenty of experience, and... Uh, I was rocked by it. Like, just, you know, to show up and to say, okay, we're going to do, like, uh, a wide shot, a medium, a close-up. You kind of get three tries at each. And, you know, by the third try, I'm like, okay, like, now I'm getting into this. Like, now I'm feeling I'm finding my footing. And, and really because I love to, to try a bunch of different approaches, a bunch of different um, things when working on a scene or working on, uh, yeah, anything inside of that character. And then, you know, for them. Also, you have to keep acting until they say cut. Uh, which is something that I, like, kept, I just forgot. Like, you, it's, a, like, an obvious thing, but, you know, they're gonna keep rolling, and you kind of just have to, like, keep doing stuff until the director actually says, uh, cut. So your me. lines could be done? I guess so, yeah. Keep... I don't know, again, this all sounds, like, very, like, feels, like, very obvious to me, but, uh, suddenly getting on well, set and doing it, and, uh, yeah, just realizing that, um, uh, yeah, that, uh, in terms of, uh, like, trade... Um, they're just, you know, wildly different, mm-hmm. um, which is like my favorite thing when I tell folks I work in theater and then they like say, oh yeah, like I did see a really good like movie the other day. Um, it's all storytelling and it, but it is really just like, yeah, there are two super different beasts in a lot of ways. So if you're in theater and practicing this for three or four weeks, are you going all out every time you practice? And like, say if you need to like cry in the play but you've been doing it for four weeks already and you're like are you desensitized to the lines and the emotion like even like compared to film if you only get three shots at it you can just cry three times in a row yeah but if you like have sat with this story for so long but i guess you get more yeah it's really processed into the character Yeah. yeah which is super nice so allowing yourself to like really just start like at the cusp like sit on the precipice and then just like allow that to be like a slow dive into um into all of it and, and making new discoveries like all the time like that's like the the most fun um is taking something and and it you know feels like you're just doing it at nauseam like just like running a scene over and over running um a show uh again and again but al- allowing yourself to um you know just to try to keep it fresh and, and let that be you know like the first time um yeah like every time and 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 finding new um new discoveries every time and so if it comes to okay so this is a particular like if the idea is to to, to cry you know that might not be the result um every time the you know, going into any scene, you just want to ask yourself, okay, like, what is it that I want in this? And, and how am I wanting to, um, to achieve that? What do I want from my scene partner? Like, we're just like two people in a negotiation of some kind. What is it that I want from them? And how am I, like, what's my objective? What am I kind of going after? Um, how am I going to go about doing that? And, um, yeah, the fun in the play is like in finding kind of new ways and new, new approaches to, to getting what you want. 
um, in that it, it kind of, yeah, like it mimics life in, in so many ways. Um, and then some people can just cry on command. Like some people. Just, <laughs> I wanted to ask you that. Can wild. you? No, <laughs> no, God, no. It's, uh, yeah. So what happens if a scene calls for it? Uh, they, I mean like, yeah, I, so I did in the film, uh, in the fall, I had to, I had to cry, uh, in one scene and, um, yeah, emotionally, like in terms of like, uh, where the character was at in the, at that particular time and where I went to, like I was there, but I wasn't producing tears like that. Um, that wasn't happening. Uh, they put little drops on your eyes and like, yeah, it's like pretty cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> movie, like movie magic and, cool. and whatnot, I guess, but, um. Trickery. It is, yes. <laughs> completely. <It's cold. laughs> completely. Um, I know, I wish I could. I think it'd be cool to be able to just like whip that out at, uh, at any time. But. My grandpa used to call them onion tears. If somebody was like crying on a TV show yeah. and he called like fake he's like oh yeah those are onion tears like they just waved <laughs> onions under yeah, their yeah, eyes yeah, yeah, yeah. until they cry someone whose so sole funny. job is to carry around like a, a tray onion. of onion yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah and that's a, that's a really cool thing about about film is like the attention to that kind of detail mm-hmm. um one thing i found really beautiful about it was being able to have like a if there was a particularly kind of like intimate scene or like something just that like you know would really benefit from that kind of nuance. Um, that's something that you can't necessarily achieve uh, to the same degree um, when acting on stage. Um, but it's like a really, yeah, it's a really profound experience to like just be able to kind of like be a be a human in a moment with a person. And the goal is, you know, for things to be as authentic as as possible, which is true for theater as well. But um, there was one scene, uh, the character that I was playing in this movie. Um, had to like read. I had to read this um, this poem that I actually wrote for the film, which was kind of cool. Um, but the director didn't want me to like, didn't want me to touch it, didn't want me to rehearse it, like do anything with it until like the day, like um, uh, to try to like really achieve as like completely like new and authentic of a um, of a take on it, I guess, sure, and. Yeah. Uh, which is so interesting because in another process, I would like spend like weeks working that to get it to a place where it, you know, is as authentic and, uh, you know, sort of at ease as possible. So, yeah, it's interesting. So are the subtleties of like acting different in like film and theater? I can imagine like you can let like a single tear roll down your face (laughs) in a film, but if that happened on theater, like the person in the back row can't see that, right? So like how, what are the... I want to say dramatics, but like the difference between your body language expertise in those two settings. For sure. Um, so given like everything I said, like taking that and like throwing it out the window, I actually would argue that like there isn't any. Um, oh yeah? Like in terms of like, like there are objectively things that you will be able to capture on film that you will never get, obviously in theater, like you said, like the single tear, like you know the the, the little nuance, a small look, um, uh, yeah, any of those kinds of um, smaller details. But at the end of the, the the day, again, it's really just about, in my mind, just about telling the truth. And so, um, however, that needs to like manifest itself inside of acting on stage or acting for film. Um, the point is just to tell the story. It's just to talk to the person that you're talking to um, and make sure that what you're saying is, you know, in, in terms of the story, like as long as you're telling the truth, I think that whatever it needs to be is kind of how it will be. 
because in theater those like really small I have a I had a professor in theater school who would call them uh, handologs um, it's like a monologue which is like a thing like one person you know kind of uh, going off and saying a thing uh, but she would just love to like pick out the little nuance of like the way like an actor would like you know move their hand in a way like as we as people you know do that and like what you just did with like your hand on the cup like that tells us yeah I got so self-conscious about my hand (laughs) moving when you said that I stopped moving like but but it tells a story right so she would call it a handalogue because the idea is that like it's like a monologue a handalogue like the Mm -hmm. hand in itself that is you know is 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 giving us so much information Mm -hmm. um and so that's the like that's the fun yeah. Yeah. I I guess where my question was coming from was like imagining say for like a movie if there's like a crowded room the camera tells you where to look. You right. look at this person mm-hmm. looking at this person. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. theater like there is no person dictating your focus. For sure. Wh- other than the actor themselves doing something that catches your attention, yeah. right? Well, and that well, that kind of draws on like the rest of the team like so we talk about you know directing and, and acting and um playwriting and dramaturgy um but it, as far as like a dialogue and a and storytelling through many moving parts things like your lighting design things like your sound design mm. uh, the set design itself like as an active um participant in the storytelling like that's yeah. also something that's really going to help contribute um to what you're saying in terms of like where is the attention where is the focus um so do, who writes that in the director uh the the lighting design and the sound design or, yeah, uh, all of it. Like, as a writer, <laughs> are you conscious of where people are standing and all those things ahead of time? Or are you just give it to the director and let them worry about it? Uh, yeah, it varies. I mean, like, there, there are, are, are playwrights who um, will write in, you know, every... Like, Tennessee Williams is a playwright who, like, you know, his stage directions are, like, so specific um, to what he's going after. But... There are some, you know, it really kind of just depends on, on the work. I mean, when I'm writing, for me personally, I'm always imagining um, the world um, and how it might be. Um, but I get even more excited about thinking, okay, like, what are other people going to bring? Um, what are, what's, you know, what are some other, like, really, yeah, amazing contributions and great, really great ideas that can then take this and, like, bring it even more fully? So you're um, leaving space for interpretation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there are things, and, like, the best, the most fun about playwriting, especially in the phase, like, with this particular play that Sharon and I have been writing all summer, given that it's just a first draft, like, we just are writing in everything that we could possibly imagine wanting to have happen. Like, someone shaving their head. Like, well, how are you going to do that on stage? Well, we're writing it in. You know, a boxing ring. Well, how are we going to do that on stage? Well... Like it's happening. I'm sold. Um, I'm going yeah, to the show. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! Do you this have any you. details on the show? Like, do you already have a date uh, picked out for when it's gonna? Uh, so it hasn't been programmed into into any season um, just yet. Our our deadline for the first draft is March of 2020, um, and we've already written the first draft. Uh, so we're kind of ahead of the game, which is really nice. The story just like really, yeah, kind of fell out of us all summer. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the, narratively, like, the things are still kind of taking shape, um, but I can give you a little bit of um, information on it. Um, Please. Yeah, kind of drawing on both of our sort of, like, lived experiences. Um, it tells a story of a mother and her uh, child who are both negotiating uh, and potentially approaching having to undergo a similar surgery, but for different reasons. So mom is a, uh, uh, mom's been diagnosed with, um, breast cancer and her son is trans. And so they're both, um, 
yeah, it sort of stepping around the ideas of having uh, a double mastectomy, um, wow. but for, yeah, like I said, different reasons. And so just the tension inside of that um, and sort of using that uh, narrative as a vehicle to talk about a lot of other things like, um, like most glaringly lately, it's really just been about looking at um like identity in terms of body, but more specifically like femininity and um, the qualities that we associate um, with femaleness and uh, what, uh, or rather how um, those qualities uh, can thrive and survive regardless of what happens to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of how like in the current like patriarchal system um, that's so like heavily uh, oppresses us that qualities that we still consider to be more female, like compassion and empathy and, and nurture and um, sensitivity and vulnerability. Um, though it can be, you know, it's debated whether it's productive or not to consider those to be, you know, female qualities. Um, that's maybe another conversation. But the the existence um, and the enactment and like the the. Um, leaning into feelings like that is like maybe one of the most like radical things you can do inside of like the world that we live in right now like to continue to be vulnerable and to be um nurturing and to be compassionate in a world that is like so heavily attempting to oppress uh those qualities um is like totally uh like fighting back um and so so that's kind of what the play is about. Holy <laughs> smokes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, when it's coming out, we'll be sure to let everybody yeah. know because this sounds fascinating Huge, and beautiful. Yeah. And, and there's a boxing ring. And so. there's a boxing ring. There's a boxing ring, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you're going to figure out how to shave a head on, on stage. Someone's going to shave their head. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Liam. We Thanks really so much you. for coming yeah, in, Liam. Thank you both for having me. This Ready? Thank, thank you for cutting, cutting deep with us on Papercut Podcast. Thanks.